All right, good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always, with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are PS This Is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast, and this is episode 216. This is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. Before we get on with the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash PS This Is Awesome. Visit us, visit us at Twitter at PS This Is Awesome. And if you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PSN, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at jakesaw01. And as always, you can write the show at PS This Is Awesome at gmail.com like Jeff did, and we'll get to his email in a minute. Most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends. Be sure to leave comments, rate the podcast as you see fit, and as a reminder, this is a video podcast as well, so you can watch the show if you prefer over to our YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe to that. And for new and or long-time listeners, we now have a Patreon where you can support our show at a $1 level called the One and Only $1 Club. So you can head on over to www.patreon.com slash PS This Is Awesome to become a $1 a month patron and get your free die-cut vinyl sticker and a shout-out on the show. It's your way of saying thanks. Uh, for us doing this, and uh, we appreciate it. So, with that out of the way, Jake, how are you? I'm tired. I'm really tired, but I'm good. I uh, have been enjoying some video games Ooh. and uh, watched a couple of cool things on TV that I think are interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is uh, weird because I don't really like TV. Yeah, you're not a TV but, person. No, but there's uh, – so have you ever heard of the Netflix show Drive to Survive? No, I have not. So it's this – it's it's really popular right now. Basically what it is 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 like over the last four seasons, it's it follows – it's like a – it's like a documentary of the um, – Formula One seasons okay. for Formula One car racing. Well, I haven't watched that, but this year they released a Amazon Prime released a similar documentary for MotoGP, which is motorcycle racing, mm. which I which I'm really interested in. And so, I just finished watching the first season of that. It was really cool. Like it's just neat, like seeing behind the scenes of what actually goes on between you know the races and all this stuff and the drivers and the riders or whatever you want to call it. Um, but the other thing that I think more people would be interested in, even if you're not a hockey fan is Netflix has this series of, um, sports documentaries called untold. Mm. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. No, I haven't. But, uh, they, one of the episodes is called untold crimes and penalties. Mm -hmm. And it's the story of the, um, Dunbury trashers, which is a minor league hockey team. So basically the story of this, and I won't spoil it if anybody wants to watch it. So there's a guy in um, Jimmy Galante in Dunbury, Connecticut. He is the He's a mobster. He is the guy that Tony Soprano is based off of. Oh, wow. And he... For his son's 17th birthday party, or for his 17th birthday, he bought his son a minor league hockey team. And his son is the manager and president of this hockey team. Mm. And his son, so his son's a huge hockey fan, but he's also a huge wrestling fan, Mm -hmm. like WWF at the time, WWE and stuff, because this is in 2004. And it's this insane story 
of this hockey team that was only around for like two years mm. because of like some FBI busts and all this shit. But it, it's like them literally the whole the whole persona of the team is they just beat the shit out of everybody else. <laughs> the Dunbar like crashers. Dunbury trashers. Oh, trashers. Okay. Yeah. Their 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 mascot is a trash can, and <laughs> so, so the the reason why they're called the Trashers is because Jimmy Galante, the mobster, like his thing is he owns a garbage like a trash company. Mm-hmm. It's his big empire. It's where all the bodies um, ended up. And so, so yeah, it's this wild story about how they like the play like. The players getting paid with like duffel bags of cash and like getting phone calls while they're on the bench to go out and beat the shit out of someone and like oh my gosh you know all this crazy crazy stuff like it's pretty fucking awesome it's like an hour and twenty minutes or something like that the documentary but that it's sounds really fantastic cool. yeah so if anybody has any interest in just like you know mo- like crazy mob stories or even like hockey or anything like that it's really fucking cool. Hmm. Mm, I like it. I like it. Well, let me... I actually have to turn the heat on in this room. Give me one second. I forgot to flip it mm. on, and uh, my digits are getting kind of cold. One second. Yeah. Um, while he's doing that... That was I'll probably like about, three seconds, but I'm uh, back. Anyways. Stuff. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I, so I was talking about stuff while you were gone. What'd you say? Nothing. I just said I'm going to talk about stuff. <laughs> And then it took like three seconds. <laughs> Fair enough. Thanks for being patient with me. Um, yeah. But so, so what have you been up to? Nothing. I got all my taxes done today. Uh, man, what a pain in the Fucking ass. Fucking late, man. Well, they're not due till the 19th or something, I think. They extended it. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot there are a few extra days because it's like a weekend. And what is it? It's, we're recording this on the 3rd. It's the 3rd. Two weeks. Still. You got a little bit of time. Yeah. But they're all done. I just have to I just have to file the state. I have it, I have everything done and printed out. And I, I owe money, of course, because of my self-employment. But I don't pay taxes on that up front. And then I just file it at the end of the year. But, yeah, so did that. I uh, got some more um, video gaming in. But uh, we've been planning on renovating our bathroom and uh we so we never we have we we had purchased the house uh, it was older you've been here many times but I've, we've done work to the upstairs the upstairs is like the section of the house that needed the biggest facelift right so we're renovating our main bathroom and you just went through a really big project of doing something like this at your place Mm. But I, I was looking at vent fans because our bathroom never had a fan. So anytime we, mm-hmm. we used it, we would just crack the window. And, of course, in the wintertime, sometimes the window wouldn't get cracked. And then it just causes issues in the bathroom because the moisture has nowhere to go. But I was looking at those vent fans, and they they, they rate them by what? CFEs, I think? CFM. CFM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I, I've got it figured out. Um, so I'm looking at purchasing a vent fan, which is completely uninteresting probably to the listeners. Doing that, uh, we're piecemealing everything for the bathroom, um, buying things here and there, you know. Dude, where are you going to run that? Because you have a walk-up attic. You're going to have to go out the side of the house, I guess. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to have to. I'm not you running it up. somebody to do that? Because you got to fucking climb up there. Yeah, I don't think it'll be. I don't think it'll be that tough if we just. We could probably do it from inside because we're taking the the ceiling out. Um, you're gonna you're gonna drop the drywall down. Yeah, and then we're gonna put new drywall. Well, you, up. You're still gonna have to go outside and. 
put the cover put on the, it, a cover on the outside. Yeah, that's gonna be the scariest part. There might be a way to do it. We'll see. Don't fucking don't fucking hang out your window and do it. Just get a goddamn <laughs> ladder and climb up there. Yeah, yeah. I, well, the good thing is, is, is if you're familiar with my upstairs bathroom, and I doubt you are, there's actually a roof. It goes out. The window goes right out on the roof. Um, so it actually there's a roof out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, oh, it's over that over your kitchen over the extension, right? Yeah. So the only problem is the steel roof. Bad. So I just have to get magnetic boots to walk out there because I'll be fucking sliding off or some shit. But yeah, so I've got that kind of in in the. I don't know, in, in my line of sight. Well, so like I said, we're kind of piecemealing that stuff together. We now have the sink and we have the, I don't know, the cabinet stuff that we want ordered in the house, the the hardware and the, you know, we still have to buy a couple of things. So it's just been a, a slow, expensive process just buying all the shit that we want to use in there. So, um, but it's coming along uh, outside of that. Not a whole lot, man. Uh, I put up a couple demos of some songs I recorded. I, I came down here the other night. I really wanted to jam, and I started playing some songs. Like, you know what? I'm just going to jack into my system here, my recording audio interface, and just do some one-take demos. And then I just set the phone up, and I edited compiled some video, and just threw it up on my YouTube channel. So I did that. Um, but, yeah, nothing else. It's been it's been pretty, pretty good this weekend. We're recording the One of My Land record, the third album right now. Paul came over and laid down some bass. So... Yeah, it's just, uh, it's been a slow, slow process. I find that, like, the older we get, man, it's just so much harder to dedicate time to the things that you like to do. And it's not, it's not so much that, like, other people in your life are like, oh, they demand your time. It's just, like, you get older, you get tired, you don't have the same kind of stamina you once had. You're still interested in the projects, but you become less tolerant of just how much time it takes to do things. So, I don't know. It's just taking a little longer than normal recording this record, I think. And uh, I'm trying to push everybody along. But I think when you have four people that all kind of feel like, we're real excited to record this thing, but like when you actually get into the studio and you start doing it, just the painstaking, because we're like perfectionists, like just the amount of time it takes to make sure things are done correctly. It just feels like a slog. I know we're making good progress, but it's just, uh, you know how it goes, man. You're just like, can't this shit just be done? Because, like, it's just a matter of doing the thing. It's not that we can't do it. It's not that we can't schedule it. It's like anything in life. It's like I can think about doing it and complete it in my head much faster than it can actually be done in real life, which is annoying. It requires no additional effort. Like, if I could just imagine it and have it be there, that would be fantastic. It's not like we don't, we don't lack any of the skill, any of the equipment, any of, the, any of anything. Like, we have everything necessary to do this thing. It's just allocating the time that it takes to do the thing. And that's what sucks. Speaking of time it takes to do things, a lot of people. Well, we had that one. Uh, before we get into games, we we're pl- uh, we're playing. We had a we had a really good response. We put out an inquiry to the listeners at our last show, episode two fifteen. Question was: Should we knock it off with the banner and get straight to the games, or keep the show as is? And we let the listeners weigh in, and uh, we heard some stuff back. Jake, I don't know if you saw the responses, but there were there were two two responses. Um, there might have been more. There might have been three. I might have lost one in the mix. But anyways, um, so we did have uh, – so immediately after posting episode 215, one BLK Talon chimed in on YouTube and said, I like to chit-chat before the game talk. And then 
he gave Jake a pro tip, which I immediately forwarded to Jake, which was, if Jake starts Elden Ring, I would suggest the Golden Seed gift at the beginning of the game. There are some other starting gifts that are good, too. I hope he likes it. So, uh, before we get into games we're playing, you can just chime in, did you start Elden Ring? So, yes, technically. Um, I booted it up. Mm. I made a character... I I after because this was after you sent me that mm. message, so I did choose the golden seed as like my starting fucking charm or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, cool. Um, basically, got through all the you know we'll say quote unquote story stuff mm-hmm. at the beginning because it's all fucking nonsense, and then got into the. You know, they they read like you wake up as the character, and then because it's a Dark Souls, it's a Souls game, you're immediately killed by something way powerful, right? And then you wake up and you play for real at that point. And so, um, I got there, and basically, I got to that point where now I'm I'm just able to run around and do shit, mm-hmm. and that's as far as I got. So I haven't really played the game yet, but we I took, basically we made took a the character. Advice. I made a uh, the whatever the um, what's the game called Elden Ring. <laughs> what's the game called? So I uh, I made a let's see here. I'm trying to figure out. I wanted to say what what class what class I chose. Uh, I made the maybe the vagabond. Was the one that I did? I had heard that the vagabond um, looks the coolest. So the vagabond's pretty cool. They're like a traditional kind of knight with like a cloak, and they've got like full plate armor mm. and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to pick something that was going to be easy. Somebody with like a lot of a lot of like uh, strength and vigor. Yeah, because those are like strength is for like attacking and stuff, and vigor is like your health. Um. I thought about picking because there are some there are some cool looking classes. Like I thought about picking the samurai, which would be pretty neat, um, or like one of the other classes. There's a the a, a prisoner, and the prisoner has like this fucking steel like a contraption on their head. Yeah. It's pretty interesting looking. Um, but yeah, I basically jumped right into the right into the game, got to the open world part, and then quit. And I haven't played a whole lot more all right well fair enough so but i'm interested in getting back to it yeah well thanks for the input um i wouldn't i wouldn't even try to pronounce it's a one one bulk talon i have no idea but anyways thanks for the input seems like jake heeded your advice and uh after that we had received an email to our ps this is awesome at gmail.com from our listener jeff and i'm going to read it um, in whole because it was a nice read. And I will add to this. What's so interesting about uh, the way this podcast works is like there are people who come out of the woodwork. And I will say this. This is interesting to me. Um, Jeff is a cousin of mine who lives down in Georgia, I believe. Had no clue that he gamed, first of all. I don't think I had any clue. And I had no idea he was listening to our podcast. Um, and he apparently uh, likes it. So I appreciate the email. Let's read it real quick. Hey, what's up, Fred and Jake? I love the podcast. I've been listening probably a little more than a year now since I saw Fred post something about it on social media somewhere. 
You guys do a great job. Good to hear the numbers are starting to climb, even if it's slowly. Some feedback from the most recent podcast regarding the personal storytelling and, and such at the beginning of the show. Keep it. I think it goes a long way in bringing you guys to life on the podcast. It makes you just as human as the rest of us. Another podcast that you turned me on to, which I'll refer to as the hier- Holy Hieroglyphics. Names have been changed to protect the intimate. Tells, pers- innocent, uh, tells personal stories and talks about everything else but games for anywhere 15 to 60 minutes. Every episode, it works for for them. Uh, it's part of what separates you and gives you uh, your show a unique flavor from the others. If someone really wants to just hear the game news and nothing but and nothing but game news, there are news feeds out there for that. I can Google something way faster than listening to a 90-minute podcast to hear it hear about it if I'm looking for specific news. Folks should be listening to the podcast for the entertainment you get from those personalities while we hear about one of our hobbies and passions. And then as for games, 50 hours in the horizon, and man, it just keeps on going. Great story so far. There's a few bugs. Only one only one annoying bug where I can't uh, hand a mission into Honda. And an Osarum, Osarum, sorry, Osarum, uh, with the salvage contracts, but nothing really game breaking. Funny, a funny one. Spoiler free. There's a specific swimming creature that isn't a snap maw, which I found swimming through the air above water, which actually made it really easy to fight. Great game. Thought I'd have been pulled deep into Gran Turismo Seven by now, but I couldn't break away from Horizon long enough to do it. At least that's giving Polyphony some time to get their microtransactions sellout buds together to present a better product. Now, if only there were time to work on No Man's Sky Expedition 5. Anyway, you guys are rocking it. Like a Will Smith palm to a Chris Rock cheek. Keep it up. I love the content. I owe you guys a Patreon soon. Thanks for writing in, Jeff. We appreciate that. Um, That's cool about the the water creature floating in the air. Um, I've never had that in Horizon. So we're just getting the games we're playing. I'm 56 hours into Horizon now. 56. I have collected the three things that you have to go out and collect. You know the things I'm talking about, Jake? Without spoiling, mm. there are three things you have to go out and collect uh, for the uh, main main story. I I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So I've done that, and then uh, there's, like, something else I have to do now, and I, I keep getting sidetracked. Like, recently I'm, I've been taking out, like, the Rebel, Rebel Camps. I've been really enjoying it. As far as glitches go, I just had one happen today where I couldn't grapple on anything no matter what i did like she just wouldn't grapple and then depending on the weapon i had selected um i could or couldn't aim with it meaning i couldn't shoot it so depending on the arrows i selected it would either give me the ability to shoot or not shoot and so i just saved it and restarted my game and then it got rid of the glitch and then i was like you know what fuck it i'm going to i'm going to performance mode um, I'm done with Fidelity. I'm pretty much through the game. I've seen everything I need to see at this point, I think, as far as the high graphics go. And it's buttery smooth. And I think that smoothness now is going to reinvigorate me to make me want to play the game even more. So I think I'm going to be done with this in a week or two for sure. But that's the only game I've been playing. Um, Jake, what what are you doing? Uh, I'm I've been playing Horizon as well. I'm like 44. Five hours in or something like that and um, I'm still really liking it uh, I'm trying to think if there's if I've had any issues nothing I mean well the biggest issues that I've been having is that it, it regularly fucking breaks my PS5 wow. so if if I if I I cannot leave that game running and put my PS5 in rest mode It'll be okay for a couple of days, and then all of a sudden I'll go to start it, and it'll bring up this error message that says all your data is corrupt, 
and then it'll lock up my PS5 and I have to unplug it from the wall and do all Jeez. this shit and plug it back in. And then it works fine after that. So um, I don't know if that's a Horizon issue or a PS5 issue, but it definitely does it. It's Horizon is the only game I can think of. I remember this happening once, like right after I got my PS5, mm-hmm. but it's happened multiple times with Horizon. Wow, that's so really I just, weird. Like, Are you pausing it before you put it in rest mode? Yeah. Okay. I always yeah, feel like so that's I, like the best way to put a game to sleep, right? Is like well, get it on a menu screen. I, it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter. But like <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I basically pause it and then I just put the PS5 in rest mode, and it'll be like I said, it'll be fine for a couple days, and then all of a sudden it'll just I'll go to play and it'll start playing, and then suddenly it'll stop. Say all my data is corrupt, and then it'll not brick my PS5, but basically you have to unplug it from the wall. And do like a hard reset. That's kind of wild. Actually, come back up. So that sucks, but I'm still really enjoying it. I don't know how far I am into the story. I have some pacing issues with the game. Yeah, but I but I am really really liking it. Um, other than that, I played the uh, last night. I played that um, the vanishing quest for far cry six the oh the stranger things yeah it was really cool that's good Uh, i'm not gonna lie it's it's really interesting i i had some problems with it for sure like i feel like it's a little bit too um like you could tell that this thing wasn't designed from the ground up it was like shoehorned in so there are like some systems that like it's not balanced well like they force you, they force you to not have any of your weapons in certain parts, and and there are places where you can just run past the enemies, and then there are places where you have to fight the enemies. <clears throat> but it's like really hard. Like there are like difficulty spikes, which is interesting. But like it seems really cool. The beginning of it is is very survival horror. Actually, the whole thing is very survival horror, and it's really cool. Like there's. At the beginning, you're, like, sneaking through this bunker, and you have, like, limited ammo. You have to be really careful about how you sneak around the enemies and stuff. And I think it would be really awesome for them to just make a Stranger Things game that is this. I mean, you could you could have it be some military-based game, so you can still have your, you know, your weapons and things like that. But have it be, like you know, you exploring the upside down and like some of the science experiments that are going on and have it be survival horror where you're like conserving ammo and stuff, kind of like a resident evil game. Um, it's cool. Like, I mean, it's in the promotional material for it, but when you like go into the, the upside down, they call it the shadow place in the game, but you go into it and like the fucking big, thing is in the sky the Churzabog or whatever the fuck it's called yeah. it's like watching over everything it's it's really it's really cool i i did really like it um and, cool. it, and it's got that you know john carpenter-esque music going on like the whole time that you're <laughs> fucking playing it and um yeah like i said i wish that i wish that it was like built a, a little bit more thoughtfully but aesthetically it's very very cool that's cool. and i like what they were going for it's just at the at the end they do this like horde thing that I'm just like okay, I I fucking hate missions that are like 
oh, I need five minutes to open the fucking door to yeah. stand here and fight off mobs yeah. of enemies. I'm like, okay, this is very, this is not creative at well, all. Well, it's also unnecessary stress, like as a gamer. Yeah. Like, I can't handle the stress because, like, if it, the countdown's like five minutes, my God, like, you get to four minutes and the waves get harder and harder and harder. And you're like, if I fuck this up, like, there goes like five minutes of my life. Well, and that's that's basically what happened, right? Because it, it was like the beginning of the game and the end, the, the beginning of the mission and the end of the mission are both really hard. The beginning because you have like no ammo. Yeah. And I feel like I had a glitch where like I just couldn't pick up ammo. Oh, wow. Because I'd be like, this is where I say that like you could tell it wasn't made very thoughtfully other than aesthetically. And that's because they give you this pistol and you're and it's got a silencer on it and you're trying to sneak through this base and there's all the this ammo laying around and you walk up to it and it's like ammo full ammo full and i'm like i've got zero bullets in my gun why does he keep saying ammo full and then but there's like shotgun ammo and assault rifle ammo and all this stuff and i'm like what the fuck like i don't even have any of these guns yeah and the, the the mission is dictating what weapons i have so why is it giving me ammo for a fucking shotgun I don't get for another hour? It's weird. Like, it's it's just very... But, but like, uh, mechanical problems aside, or whatever you... However you want to say it, is it is really cool. And I would love to see them come up with something like a, like a fully-fledged experience yeah. about it. But I forgot how much I like Far Cry 6. It's... It's really good. It's just it feels good to run around and shoot and do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. I'm now that I played this, I'm probably just gonna uninstall it from my PS5 again. Yeah. But it, it is a good time. That's cool. And for the listeners, if you weren't clear on what we were talking about, that was uh, the free DLC for Far Cry Six. That uh, is the Stranger Things DLC we talked about last show. Jake actually played it, so that's cool. Man, yeah, yeah. You playing anything else? Um. No, but I was looking at all the games installed on my PS5 right now, mm-hmm. and every single one of them is a giant open world game. Oh Jesus! And I'm just like I'm so not fuck? ready. For, like, yeah. can, can we? Like, I saw. I don't know if you're gonna if you were gonna talk about the, there's a there's a sale going on right now. I did. I wasn't gonna talk about it. No, go ahead. I I know that we don't really cover it anymore because there's always some kind of fucking sale going on, but like. There, there are some pretty good deals on that sale, and one of them is that game I was talking about that I played called Narita Boy. Oh yeah, is on sale. It's like half off right now for like it's like ten, on sale for like ten or twelve bucks or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like like I was saying before, it's one of those really good. I played it when I had COVID. It's one of those really good like five to seven hour just like. I mean, maybe you push 10 if you're really taking your time with it. Just experiences that you can just kind of blast through and be done. And it's really fun. I, I wish there was more of that. There's like probably the shortest in terms of completion time game that I have installed on my PS5 right now is Mass Effect. So that's saying something, I guess, yeah. about Although you, what you I got. did acknowledge you didn't really do like any of the side missions for mass effect one so no and i I probably i I mean i'll probably do i'll do when we play mass effect 2 i'll do the character story missions Mm -hmm. side missions but i'm probably not going to do very many of the like extra if if the game grips me right yeah if the game grips me right i'm gonna do it all because i've never played it so i mean i want well that's where i'm at with that's where i'm at with horizon 2 there's just fucking green exclamation points all over the place i'm just ignoring them 
Mm-hmm. I'm like, I've got so many fucking missions in my quest log right now that like, I'm not even going to bother talking to these people. I just need to, <laughs> I'm basically managing my level and my gear so that I can continue the main story arc. Do you know what level your character and is? 33. Yeah. I'm like 42 right now. So, you know, I have 33 or 34, 34 maybe. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm trying to stay. I like to, um, I like to be about, you know, I like to be a few levels over a main story mission when I go through it, just so I don't struggle so much and I can just enjoy the story aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's kind of where I'm at as I'm getting ready to do the next story mission. I'm just kind of cleaning up some side missions to get the, uh, get the level gap that I want. Yeah. Um, Good, man. But, yeah. Cool. Well, let's talk a little bit about news, Jake. The first point, and for any any uh, long-time listeners, you guys know we like to take the PlayStation quizzes. Push Square have been on fire with these. This is PushSquare.com. They have a PlayStation quiz uh, that Jake and I are going to take. This is issue number six, general knowledge. Let's see how we do on this, Jake. I think, uh, I think we'll do pretty good, honestly. So there are... And then we'll get to the news. There are 15 questions. Um, what is the PSP's primary disc format called? H-U-D. UMD. What, what's that? It's UMD, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, it is UMD. The options are H-U-D, U-D-M, U-M-D, or U-H-D. It's U-M-D. Correct. Good job, Jake. What kind of vehicle does Sweet Tooth drive in the Twisted Metal series? Isn't it an ice cream truck? Yeah. All right. Boom. Got it. Let's just keep rolling through. Who was Street Fighter V's first downloadable content character? Was it Alex, Balrog, Urian, or Guile? God, I have no idea. I don't even know who Alex is. Probably Guile. Although you'd wow, think he'd be... Guile's the, a main character. Well, I think they the asked him at one point. I think they, he wasn't included with the regular game at one point, but let's... Dude, I don't know. I, I have no clue. I've, I haven't, I haven't been an active Street Fighter player since Super Street Fighter Two. I'm gonna go. So that, yeah, Alex Balrog, Urian, or Guile. I'm gonna go Alex just because I feel like that would be like someone in the Capcom universe that isn't a straight up DLC character or isn't a regular character. I'm going Alex. Probably Balrog or some shit. Ah, it's Alex. Nice. Got it. All right, in, er, dude, we're going 100% on this one so far. I don't want to jinx uh-huh. us. In early PS3 title Warhawk, what is the nemesis? Oh, fuck. Is it a tank, an aircraft, an anti-air missile system, or an armored motorbike? It's probably an anti-air missile system, but in the graphic, they're showing the the airplane flying over a tank. Yeah, I don't know. I would guess either an aircraft or a tank, but I, I have no idea. You don't idea. think it's anti-air? I, I, I played Starhawk, but I didn't play Warhawk. You don't think it's anti-air missile? Dude, this is... Uh, I have no idea. Let's just go aircraft, because you're in an aircraft in Warhawk, so it's probably just like... Yes, correct, aircraft. Oh my god, dude, we're killing this. And that, and this is where it all goes to shit. <laughs> who, who is this Soul Caliber character? Couldn't fucking begin to tell you. I wouldn't. I, I never played uh, 
I, the only Soul Calibur I played was I think Soul Calibur Two. Um, if we could phone on a friend system, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and guess Ivy just because of all the green and blue. Mm-hmm. But so the options that would be my guess are Setsuka, Hill Day, T- Tira, or Ivy, and I think Ivy might be okay. Um, but Ivy isn't Ivy a Batman character also? Well, Poison Ivy is. Let's a Batman just go character. Ivy, uh, dude. It's Tira. We missed it. Fuck. All right, which of these characters is not a full romance option in Cyberpunk 2077? Goro Takimura, Pan Am Palmer. I know she is. Carrie Eurodyne. Judy, Judy is. Goro, I think, is. I'm going to go Carrie Eurodyne. I've played this game. I'm going to go Carrie. It's either Carrie or Goro. I think it's Carrie. Fuck, it's Goro. Damn it. That was on you. I've I was, played Cyberpunk. I was fifty percent right because I knew it was one or the other. All right, which actor, voice player, uh, voice player character, Big Boss in Metal Gear Solid Five was it? Kiefer Sutherland, Jake Gyllenhaal, Christopher Walken, or Jeff Keighley? It's Kiefer. I, think. I wish it was. I wish it was Christopher Walken, but it's Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yep, correct. Good job. <laughs> um, PS3 action game Asura's Wrath was primarily developed by which Japanese studio? Was it Capcom, CyberConnect Two? From software or platinum games, Ashura's Wrath. The character looks so Capcom; it's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know any of these. Well, you got to pick this one. I, I lost the last one. Um, CyberConnect. Dude, you got it. Come on. Get out of here. <laughs> All right. Which of these PlayStation consoles didn't have a Jack and Daxter release? Was it PSP, PS1, PS3, or PS2? PS1. Right? I don't know. I think PS1. I think there might have been a Jack game on PS1. No, the first Jack game was on PS2. You're certain. So I'm pretty certain. But was that. there a PSP Jack game? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Then we're going to go PS1. Good job, Jake. I don't know my Jack. I don't know Jack. How many playable characters did PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale have at launch? That's a tough one. 16, 24, 20, or 28? It was a lot, but I don't think it was... They're showing eight in the picture. (laughs) So we know that's not right. That doesn't help. Uh, I'm going to say 20. Seems good. You good 20? Yep. Got it. Good job. I platinumed that game. Did you really? But I couldn't but I couldn't tell you how many. Yeah. In what year did Minecraft finally arrive on PlayStation console? 2013, 2015, 2017 or 2011? Minecraft. Probably 2015. Um, Took a while. It was a long time. Yeah, I want to say it was you might be right with 2015. It was either 2013 or 2015. I'm pretty sure it was during the PS4. Well. But it might have been. <laughs> but they released it on the Vita, too. So it might have been in 2013. That would kind of make sense. 2013? Yeah. Got it. Nice. Good job, Jake. Man, we are crushing this shit. You're cleaning up. Every question I have no idea about. 
Which PlayStation Resident Evil game has the highest average critic score on Metacritic? Is it Resident Evil 4? Resident Evil on PS1. Oh, Resident Evil 4 PS2. Resident Evil PS1. Resident Evil 7 Biohazard on PS4. Or Resident Evil 2 Remake. It's probably 2 Remake. I don't know, man. It could be Resident Evil 4. But I don't I don't know that much about the history of Metacritic, how, how accurate it is going that far back. Yeah, who's going on there and giving rate, uh, reviews on Resident Evil 4 on the PS2 right now? I mean, I would... But, but Resident Evil 4 is the most highly regarded of all of the Resident Evil games. So if if I was guessing, that would be the one. Let's do pick. Resident Evil 4. Let's do it. Yes. Yes. Jacob. He's uh, carrying all the weight here. In Assassin's Creed Odyssey, what kind of weapon does Alexius Cassandra use to assassinate enemies? Is it... Oh, I guess Alexius slash Cassandra, depending on which sex of character you pick. What do you use to assassinate enemies? Is it an ancient hidden blade, a legendary spearhead, a mythical arrow, or a cursed dagger? I mean, it's probably a hidden blade. Like all Assassin's Creed games. Yeah, I have. I didn't play. I didn't play this one. Like I know originally. Um, What's his name? Had had like a blade in his wrist. He like yeah. It's definitely a hidden blade, way. dude. It has to be. No, like they were doing fuck. something. Is it the spearhead? Yeah, that's what I was gonna guess. God damn it! All right, in God of War 2018. What two buttons must be pressed together to activate the Spartan Rage? L3, R3, R2, and triangle. Definitely not that. L1, R1, or triangle circle. I think it's L1, R1. That makes sense, but. It's either that or L3, R3. We both played and beat this game. We should know. I I don't fucking remember the controls. It's been L1, years since L1. I can't remember controls if I leave a game for more than like two weeks. L1, R1, I'm going to go. Yeah, I don't know. You've been killing this. Maybe we should go with what you're thinking. What are you thinking, L, L3, R3? I said it's, it's one of those two. I can't imagine they would do something. Well, you've got a better feet. percentage than I do right now on these guesses, so I'm going with what you're saying. Welcome to the P.S. This is Awesome Patreon page. For those of you that don't know, my name is Fred Oakman. And I'm Jake Peters. And we're a PlayStation podcast currently in our 10th year. Our first episode aired in July of 2012, where we discussed and speculated on the arrival of the PS4. Over the years, we've used this podcast to take a break from adulting, share our love of video games, and in particular, PlayStation. The audio podcast is available on all major streaming services, and we have recently made the leap to uploading video content and video podcasting to our YouTube channel, as well as the very occasional Twitter post or live stream. Over the years, we have covered everything from PS3 to PS Vita through the launches of PS4, PSVR, and now PS5. As our audience has grown over the years, we have decided to start this Patreon with the hopes of creating a medium in which we can give you the opportunity to help support our show. And as a test bed, we're starting with a single tier. It's called the one and only $1 Club. So with your support at the $1 level, we're going to mail you a premium vinyl cut sticker and give you a shout out on the podcast. But at this time, unfortunately, we can only ship to the U.S. and Canada. But this is subject to change depending on your interest. 
So whether you're new to the show or you're a frequent flyer, we are forever thankful for your support and hope you can find it in your little gaming heart to join us in the one and only $1 Club. Until next time, like PlayStation, podcasting, and Patreon, P.S. This is awesome. Yeah? What, what are we doing? L- L3R3? You just said you're going with what I'm saying. All right, good job. Are you asking me? <laughs> uh, this is like this is like who wants to be a millionaire where you get asked like 30 times before final final decisions? You sure? <laughs> All right, that was correct. Good job. And the last question, what are three starting weapons in Bloodborne? Saw spear, burial blade, and stake driver. Threaded cane, rifle spear, and beast claw. Beast claw, saw cleaver, and kirk hammer. Or saw cleaver, hunter axe, and threaded cane. <laughs> no fucking idea. I want to say, dude. I don't know. I want to say it's the saw cleaver, hunter axe, and threaded cane are the three. Doing it, but I'm not. You got it. Boom. Okay. Just a fuck. You're a monster today, Jake. Twelve out of fifteen. You should get a job at Pushcore. I believe that's three of those in a row. We have gotten three or less wrong, I believe. So anyhow, thank you for that. And I hope the listeners enjoy those quizzes. If you don't, let us know. Send us a message at psnsawesome.gmail.com. But let's get on to the news, Jake. And I never gave it much thought because it's a sci-fi natured game with machines. But I found this super stunning comparison video on Push Square in which landmarks in Horizon versus the real-life landmarks are supposed to be today. Dude... It's probably better than what Naughty Dog has done in The Last of Us Part 2. I I swear. Like, it's uncanny how amazing the locales are in Horizon 2 Forbidden Rest. And I'm not familiar with West Coast, or West Coast at all. But this video they have on Pushcore has, like, really somber music. And it's showing, like, the dilapidated ruins in Horizon 2. And then, like, the real-life version of it today. Man, it's, uh... It's pretty stunning. I I didn't realize. I don't know. The video's kind of depressing to watch because I'm just so oblivious to these landmarks that in Horizon, like if I go underwater, like the sunken cities underwater and the sunken landmarks, and then the Vegas thing, you just see the tip of this thing, and I was like, oh, that looks cool, but like it gives us some fucking perspective how much time has passed because you're only seeing like maybe the top 50 feet of this fucking thing and it's big in the game but like in real life this thing is enormous so the rest is just covered in sand and it's like and it looks so awesome i had no they didn't brag about this they didn't talk about how they've faithfully recreated a lot of these landmarks but it is unbelievable like even the stuff underwater when you go underwater and you see like the fucking sunken cities and stuff it's like spot on. Like I had no clue that this was something they did. And like everyone was wondering like why it took Gorilla so long to make these this game and like this attention to detail really is probably lost on so many fucking gamers. To me, like I'm not even thinking about realism at this point because I'm like, oh, it's fucking futuristic dinosaurs whatever, we're doing these crazy things. But like the environment and the locales, unbelievable. I think the listeners need to check out this fucking video. It's ridiculous how cool it is. Are you watching this? Yeah, it's pretty wild how how, how much effort they put into <laughs> had- making the locations real. Because it's supposed to be, you know, the West Coast of America. I mean, it's 
they shrink it down because you're fucking walking from like Utah to California yeah. to Vegas. Like, but the locations themselves when you get there, but the locations themselves, yeah, are very, it, very similar. It's messed up. It's pretty cool. Did you did you know that they had done done this good of a job on it? Like, it, it just completely fell no, flat I, on me. Like, I didn't even pay attention. I did see. I mean, I did see a. Uh, a link to this video <laughs> earlier this week whenever they were showing it and it is pretty amazing I mean I would I would almost have to hand it to them I mean like I know Naughty Dog's done a killer job and if it's not better than Naughty Dog's job it's like at least as good I would say like taking like current day locations and just making them like dilapidated and like wrecked and ruined man it's so cool especially the underwater shit how cool that is it's like strangely depressing like i was watching this like man this this is this is honestly like probably the future of the planet like like when you look at it that way like it's actually kind of sad it's like yeah like you know we're thriving colonization right now and, but like geez if anything goes sideways i mean this is what the shit's gonna look like i don't know it's messed up but i <laughs> i didn't even realize you know that a lot of those landmarks were real places for all i cared like i was underwater oh there's some ruins like cool i'll go look for a treasure chest you know what i mean like didn't even yeah. didn't even dawn on me that it was like possibly a real real place sure so weird but anyways hey jake we got news of the new playstation plus games coming for april they've been announced uh i'm gonna name the games you tell me how you feel about them slay the spire spongebob squarepants battle for bikini bottom rehydrated which is a remaster of an old spongebob game and then hood outlaws and legends for ps5 ps4 i don't i'll start i don't think it's a great selection I think if anything is interesting here, it's Slay the Spire, but that's me. You got an opinion? I know people like Slay the Spire and uh, the SpongeBob game. People really like both of those. I don't know anything about Hood. I know it just came out, I don't know, like a year ago or less than a year ago or whatever. Yeah. So I think there's like a multiplayer component to it or whatever, so I'm not really sure – how well it was received, but I know when they were pitching it, it looked kind of cool. So yeah. we'll have to see. I was thinking of something we could do for the show. Like well, they announced these games beginning of the month, right? And now we have a month. Like, what if we agreed, you and I, to jump into one of these fucking games? Like, no more than an hour if we if we hate it, and just give our general impression of it by the end of the month. I think that would be a cool idea. It's free for Plus users. Um, most of our listeners are probably Plus users. And this is a way for all of us to kind of get on board and be fucking with the same game for a little bit. And it's kind of relevant. Like, think about it. Let me know. It, yeah. If, if it's a game, uh, I mean, just like an hour. Like, download it. Fucking just try it out. Like I did with that Ghost uh, Ghost Runner game last, well, last episode. Like, I was just like, I'm done. I, I played, like, a little bit of it. Not for me talk about it why we did or didn't like it but and then you never know because a lot of these ps plus games dude i never even try i just put them in the library never visit them ever yeah sure we should have something like that maybe that we do and then we can announce at the beginning of the month and the flizzers want to jump in and just try the same game and then they can kind of relate to what we're talking about that might be kind of an easy way to uh stay relevant especially while we're trying to fucking get through horizon um but yeah. if we're going to do that my pick would be slay the spire so sure all right 
Um, so there you go, listeners. If you guys want to try Slay the Spire, Jake and I will talk about it at some point by the end of the month. Um, and we're not promising to put a lot of time into it, but maybe just see what the fuck it's about and talk about it. All right. So speaking of PlayStation Plus, Jake, the announcement and restructuring of the subscription services was released this past week. And I think we're going to weigh in on this. Let's do a quick recap. There are going to be three tiers like was predicted. And I spelled tiers wrong in the notes. My bad. I before E, except after C. Uh, so the three tiers are PS Plus Essential, which is fifty nine ninety nine yearly or $9.99 monthly. PS Plus Extra, $99.99 yearly or $14.99 monthly. Or PS Plus Premium at $119 yearly or $17.99 monthly. So what do these, what do these include? So the Essential... Which is the fifty nine ninety nine? Because I, I think you, I don't want to say you have to be a moron to do it monthly, but like a lot, not a lot of people have the money up front. But like they're clearly savings if you just pay up front for the full year. The essentials. So we'll just go by the yearly amount. Fifty nine nine yearly is the base one. It's essentially your current PlayStation Plus benefits, free monthly games, kind of like how we're getting right now. You get access to online multiplier. Uh, multiplayer, and you're getting PS Store discounts. So it's essentially PlayStation Plus as we know it, right? They're just renaming it to The Essential. Yeah, I think they did say that it would be... And now maybe they're going to stick to this, maybe they're not, but I think they did say two free games. Two free games. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, the extra tier is the $99 a year tier. This is Everything that you get from the essential tier, which is what the plus, plus users are getting right now, but you get 400 downloadable games, no streaming, and that's PS4 and PS5. Mm-hmm. So that's for 99 bucks a year. We don't think I don't think we know which games they are. Um, and then premium for 20 dollars more than extra, you get everything that we've already talked about downloadable classic games on PS1, PS2, and PSP. Weird that Vita's not included. PS3 game streaming. PS1, 2, PSP, PS4 game streaming to console and PC. And then they're also saying this try before you buy game trials is going to be exclusive now to the premium members, which I think is fucking weird. I mean, there is no try before you buy trials now. So yeah, there are, aren't there? That's a new thing. Don't they have trials? No. They have they have like no. demo trials now. Yeah. No. Oh, for no. sure. Yeah, well, they were doing this no, for a while don't. on select games. Yes, huh? No, they look don't. it up because I there may be there may be like one game every so often that is like oh if you want like fucking uh, well that's what I'm talking about. So you're saying you think that the try before but you not, buy game it's trials not dictated by PlayStation Plus is what I'm saying. You think it's, that it's like. It's like Cyberpunk is letting you play the game right, for five right, right, hours right, yeah. for free. Yeah, we can do that right now. But yeah, so you're saying this try before you buy bonus for the premium members will be just maybe all games? I I don't think it's going to be all games, but I think it's there's going to be like a selection of new games or something like That's that that it, will, that it will give you. Now maybe – we don't know yet, I'm, I think, but it, it may be even that it's um, – limited to PlayStation first party games or exclusive games or games that Sony has some kind of a stake in third party games, things like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, probably, probably going to me personally, I'll probably pay for the extra 
tier, the middle <laughs> tier. Yeah. Um, I, I can't imagine ever, like, I. it's cool that they're bringing downloadable classic games from PS1, PS2, and PSP, but I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like, I'm not going to play any of those right. games. And if, if I decide that I do want to, then I'll upgrade for a little bit of period of time or something like that. Yeah. And when it comes to, like, game trials, like Try Before You Buy, there just haven't really been that many that I actually care about doing that in. It's like, do you know you're um, interested or you're not? Right. Yeah. I mean, there's enough content online now about a game that any given game that you can kind of almost tell if you're going to want it or not. At least me personally. I know other people are probably going to be really interested in it. But I just don't know if it's – I know it's only an extra $20 or whatever a year, but I just don't know. Now, maybe if they come out and they're like, okay, now we have native su- support for PS3 games as well, then it might be worth that extra $20. But I almost never go back and play old games. So I don't – this just doesn't seem worth it to me. Like the only time I ever go back and play old games is when I like – hook up my Super Nintendo and play through Super Mario World or something like that. And that's not included in this. So, um, like I said, the extra tier seems like it's the makes the most sense for me because having 400 downloadable games, and they've already said that there's going to be a lot of big-name games are going to be included in that. Mm-hmm. So, But whether or not it's going to be new games or not, I don't know, but I have to imagine that they're going to be just like Microsoft. They're going to be lobbying for some games to like be day and date on that service. So that could be kind of interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. So uh, I'm going to, I guess I'll chime in here and give my, my thoughts on it. I think that, man, I mean, I, I think that the extra, I think one of the games that they threw out there that would be, that would be available is Returnal and mm-hmm. Returnal is like 50 bucks right now anyways. So it's yeah. like, okay, if I paid 60 bucks annually, and I wanted to buy Returnal, it'd be $90. So that's if I got it for 50 and I think it's on sale for – I think it's 60 typically, right? No, it would be $110 if you got it for 50 Yeah, you're Do right. Math. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'd be more <laughs> – it'd be more if I got it – yeah, sorry. I've had, a, again, I've had a few to drink on a Sunday. But yeah, so needless to say, so in that logic – if you're going to get the essential and then potentially find yourself in a position that you would want to purchase any of the games available in extra, it's almost like you should just buy the extra. I don't know. I, it it kind of, but then you don't own them. Like if your subscription runs out, then you don't have access to them. So you're back in that whole thing. Um, but that really only that really only matters if you're the type of person that's always going back and replaying old games, right? Like like you know. For me personally, I there are very few games that I do that for. And those games I just buy. Like, you know, you're talking about the the Nathan Drake collection or to to a lesser extent The Last of Us or something like Skyrim. It's like, okay, I own those games. The Grand Theft Autos, right? You know. Yeah. But almost every other game, you know, I'm gonna be I'm not gonna wanna go back and yeah. play it. And if and if I do, it's going to be because they're like remastering it or something like that, yeah. and I'm going to need to buy it again anyway. And I will say this: uh, like I mentioned earlier, I know a lot of people they they don't have a lot of disposable disposable money, but if you're able to pay the yearly upfront, do it because I've got a chart here and I'm looking at it. So like the essential plan, if you're doing the monthly payment, 
you're paying $120 a year. Whereas if you just paid up front, you'd pay $60. So you're saving 50, you're saving yourself $60 by just buying it up front for the full year. And the same thing goes for like the extra monthly. If you calculate how much money for the extra, if you decide, oh, I'm just going to pay for it monthly, it's going to cost you $180, which is more than the premium. And the essential is more than the premium. If you're paying either of those monthly, you could have just bought the premium for one year, year and had it all and not had to fucking like and get everything. You know what I mean? So the monthly plan just seems weird unless you just want to see what the hell it's about. But I would not stay on the monthly plan at all. Um, yeah, the, the literally the only reason to do monthly is if you're like, okay, I'm not going to sign up for this service at all. You're one of those weird people that don't have PS Plus at all or you maybe only need the essential so you pay $60 a year for that or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then you're like – Fuck, there's like some games I want to try out that are on the extra. Right. It's like, okay, one month I'm going to pay for that. I'm going to pay whatever it is, 15 bucks for that. To try it out or to maybe but, beat but a game like, that yeah. became available. If, but it, the thing that sucks about the, the thing that sucks about doing it this way is that if you sign up monthly and you forget about it, they just bill you monthly for it. And then you're, they're, you're you know, you might go a year forgetting about it. Mm. And before you know it, they've charged you twice as much. Because yeah. you signed up for the monthly tier as opposed to just paying a little bit more and, listen, and getting yeah. the, the annual. And listen, I get it. It's it's almost like the, the logic of credit cards, right? It's like, oh, nine ninety nine a month seems way more digestible than forking over 60 bucks. You know, and it's like, oh, man, it's a little more appealing right now. You know, I get that logic, but you got to think with your brain and do the math um, find a way to dig dig a little deeper if you can and just fork out that 60 bucks now because you're going to save yourself money in the long run. Um, it's hard though sometimes, you know, and that's like the same. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I think the pricing point's weird and it really seems like the way that this is structured is like if you're paying $100 up front, like you said, Jake, like the premium is just $20 more. It's just like, what the fuck? I might as well just pay twenty bucks more and just see what that shit's all about and have access to all that stuff. You know, the biggest jump is from the essential to the extra. Um, so they're really trying to get people. It seems like to not chip in on the extra. Like they're like, oh, if they're going to go that, if they're going to pay an extra forty dollars to get the extra, you know, why wouldn't they pay sixty? And then you know, so that, I don't know. It's just interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they released this information. There's a lot of discussion about whether this is an actual Games Pass competitor. I don't think that they're trying to do that. I think that they're just trying to stay relevant with their subscription service. You know, I think there's, you know, this is why competition's good. I don't think that they're like, oh yeah, we need to like, because there was no mention of them putting first party games on on any of this. Um, you know, they didn't promise it. I don't think they're going to. I don't think that's their plan to release first party games the day they come out on here. I don't think it's their agenda. Um, I think we're going to have access to like a lot of games, but I would not expect to sign up for like premium. And then when God of War Ragnarok comes out, expect to have that available to you in the day one because that's not going to mm-hmm. fucking happen. So uh, we'll see. I mean, it's entirely possible they might get pushed <laughs> into that. But Yeah, I don't think right now they are. Uh, but yeah, we'll mm-hmm. find out. We'll find out. Um, 
So that's, I guess, what all I had to say about it. Do you have any closing thoughts on that before we move on to the next news point? Uh, nah. I, I, I maybe we'll have more to talk about once they actually release more details about what games are going to be in it and stuff like that and what their plans are for future deals and stuff. But I, for now, I think it's it's cool that they announced it. But you know, I, do they say when it's happening? June or something? Like uh, that? that I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't, maybe they don't know yet. And your existing PlayStation Plus membership is just going to roll into the essential category. Yeah. So, all right. Well, Jim Ryan, uh, boss over there at that company called Sony, PlayStation, that whole thing, he promised more studio acquisitions. Jim Ryan spoke with the PlayStation Blogcast recently and indicated that they are growing through acquisitions. And they, they're in the talks um, with different people, and I think at one point he had mentioned, you know, and we already know that they they did the whole thing with Bungie, um, but I believe it during that conversation that there are others. So there were some rumors in the video game world this past week that uh, I guess there were going to be some big announcements about acquisitions. That never happened, uh, but it doesn't mean that the acquisitions still aren't in, in the process, and maybe Sony's just keeping the running a type ship right right now. Um, anything on that, Jake? No, I mean, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Any what, speculation what they mean by that? But uh, Konami? No, I. They're not going to buy Konami unless Konami uh, breaks off their video game division because they have way too much money and stuff outside of video games. Super massive. Um, it could be. It could be somebody like. I don't know. If, you, if you're talking about publishers, the obvious ones would be like Square Enix or, or uh, you know, maybe they would be interested in something like WB or something like that. But I don't know. I I would rather them pick up, you know, some more smaller studios that are just a little bit better uh, in terms of like a fit for them mm-hmm. as opposed to trying to just gobble up entire publishers like Microsoft is doing. Yeah. We'll see. I wish they wouldn't have got rid of Japan Studios. All right. Um, E3 2022 is not happening. It's been canceled. It's not going to happen this year. I'm okay with this. I think we're still getting the video game awards, which I'm still impartial to anyways. Don't really have an opinion about those. But there is going to be some kind of festival ceremony thing about video games. So I don't have anything really else to say about that. I just want to throw it out there to everybody. Anyone who's looking forward to that, it ain't happening. Um, moving forward, Jake, there was a video for Diablo 4. It came out recently from the developers. Uh, they do a quarterly update, I guess, on the game. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize this. Um, they had some really nice-looking dungeons in this YouTube video, this live video thing that they put out. And... Um, they are talking about there being more than 150 procedurally generated dungeons in the new Diablo game, Diablo 4. And it looked really solid. Like the, the graphics, just the level of detail as compared to Diablo 3 um, looked pretty. It looked nice. I liked what I saw. Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy that they decided to go back to the... the um the gothic fantasy look for Diablo 4. Diablo 3 was a huge bummer in terms of its graphical presentation. They decided to go more um, less Diablo, more World of Warcraft 3 or World of Warcraft 3, sorry. Warcraft 3, which is like more of a cartoony <laughs> style 
Um, and I just, it was fun. I got used to it and I, I ended up really enjoying it. But I just, I love the idea of going back to that just like dark gothic. Grimy, gritty. Style that they're, yeah, like having it just look really good and it looks like they're going back there um usually i usually watch the quarterly updates just because i'm a fan of diablo but i'm not really anticipating this game coming out anytime soon and for all we know it could be an xbox exclusive by the time it comes out i hope not dude the the quality the reflections and the thing that i noticed the most about this video were the environmental effects like for the outdoors, like the water slushing around and like the creeks and stuff. Like if you're in that video, look at like 24 seconds in that first video. If you click on the link, go to like 24 seconds on that first one. It That water just looks so good. Mm-hmm. Ah, dude, it looks so rad. I don't know. It looks, it looks bonkers good for being like a top-down, kind of like a top-down looking game. I was really impressed with the environments and the rain. It just looks gritty and grimy, man. I, I'm the more, uh, I might, you might make a Diablo fan out of me eventually here. I used to, good. yeah, Diablo 2 was fun. But mo- moving on, in an article on Push Square, it was revealed that Rivet from the latest Ratchet and Clank game was going to be called Ratchet. Um, because she is essentially Ratchet's interdimensional counterpart. So they realized um, that became a little confusing, thank God. And then they were calling Ratchet Rache. Uh, but then um, they started calling her Gadget and eventually landed on Rivet, which I think is probably the best choice. But what's interesting is, is like these kind of things happen in, develop- in like development cycles, I'd imagine, about the most minute things. Like, because I know we're that way about songwriting and stuff. Like, oh, what should it be called? Or like, what, you know, I don't know. Should we do that weird feel here? And like, the majority of fucking people won't even notice that you did or didn't. Right? Or, or like, the naming conventions of different things. Or, you know, when when I'm making a set list for like a show, like, I'll like, try to map out the set that I want specifically. Um, these are a bunch of little decisions. So I thought it was weird that this article came out just highlighting that like, this really very obvious uh it probably caused a bit of uh, i don't know a bit of contention inside the office about what the hell they should call this character and it was probably like hey if anyone has any suggestions because we're not going to call her ratchet um you know and like it seemed like they didn't even know what to do and it's weird but uh, Rivet is a beloved character in the game. I didn't really care either way about her. Like, I love Ratchet because Ratchet's fucking Ratchet, right? Rivet was fine. I didn't have anything against that character. It was just like, uh, if it was like, I don't even know, like what you call it, like um, Twilight Zone Ratchet, right? It was just like from another world, another dimension, a different plane mm-hmm. of existence. Any tidbit on – Do you, would you like to be a fly in the wall, like Naughty Dog or somewhere where they're trying to figure out what to name a character? Do you think they're like – it looks like a John. Eh, more of a Joe. Eh. I'm guessing most of that happens through emails. You think I'm so? Guessing it's not, I'm guessing it's not nearly as, as uh, interesting as you think it is. <laughs> I bet it is crazy though. Like they had to come up with the name. Who's the guy that uh, – man, who's the fella in the first Last of Us that you run into? Uh, his partner like killed himself. Uh, what's his – and then uh, the guy from Parks – Are you talking about Bill? Yeah, Bill. 
I bet you they had a very long discussion about what to name that character. I doubt it. I bet Neil Druckmann just wrote it, and he wrote it. His name was Bill, and you that's think what it they think it was. was that and done? Like no one was like, I don't know. Bill seems a little too. I don't know. It should probably be like a, du- I mean, a Douglas. I mean, I'm sure they. I'm sure they have <laughs> reviews and stuff like that, but I I doubt that anybody was really like hung up on the name Bill. I I would I would like to know because I bet you there was someone who was very. It can't be Bill. You guys can't name this guy Bill. You know he's got too much character depth and dimension to just call him Bill. Like, are you kidding me? He should be like Jerry, or he should be like I don't know Leonard or something. You know what I mean? Like a name that doesn't sound so common. But maybe that was the point to come up with a really common name because he's more relatable, maybe in that regard. Or maybe he could be anybody. Any everybody knows a Bill, right? I don't know. There's probably some some psychology behind it, man. There's there's some shit to it. I guarantee it. It wasn't just let's call him Bill. <laughs> if there was anything, if there's anything that I wanted to be a fly on the wall for in terms of video game production, the last thing would be fucking, you know, coming up with the name Bill in The Last of Us. <laughs> yeah, for me that that's the shit that interests me. It's like how you know the what seems like the mundane and the obvious. Like I guarantee there's some really deep discussions about this stuff that like is just. We, we will never know. But, like, them just naming Rivet. I mean, they, they apparently didn't know what to do, and it caused, like, a little bit of... There was a calamity within the studio about it. I don't know. Any, anyways, uh, speaking of Naughty Dog, before we get into the next point, I put a tweet out today, and I was just like, listen, they've they've not been very loud lately. Like... I mean, what the fuck is going on with factions? Like, are we going to see something soon from Naughty Dog? I mean, like, I mean, and and then when we do, is it going to just blow our minds? Like, they've got to be getting close to something by by now, right? Like, it's 2022. When did The Last of Us 2 come out? 2019? A couple years ago. And this is just supposed to be, like, add-on content? Like, they already have probably the majority. It's not. It's not add-on It's a whole different game. You think it's a whole new game? Oh, 100%. There's no fucking way that this is an add-on for Last of Us 2. You think they're using... There's zero... Per- there's literally zero percent chance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, what... what- <laughs> Oh, you're killing me. I love how adamant you are about it. Yeah, no, I I agree with you, but... But it's going to be like a standalone multiplayer game, right? But, I mean, they probably have the majority of the assets necessary. They have all of that game pretty much fucking made. The, I mean, with The Last of Us 2 in existence, I mean, like, what else did they have to do for two years? Like, what are they doing? You don't even know what it is, though. Well, that's the thing. It like, what be, are they doing, it right? Be a, it could be a, a, a whole new fucking world and a whole new map. Dude, it's going to be in Pennsylvania. I'm going to love it. Yeah. They got all the seasons, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I mean, that, dude, I don't know. Do you do you, do you care about what Naughty Dog's doing right now? Are you irking like like are you like itching to see this? Uh, Hear something? I don't care about anything that Naughty Dog is doing until I know what it is. Mm. I, I just don't. I don't really care anymore. <sighs> I do. about the speculating side of it because it's like okay, I know that the, I'm actually more I'm. In terms of fa- factions, I'm just sort of like interested in what it is. You're not a multiplayer I enjoy, guy. 
I enjoyed the factions, uh, the survive specifically the survivor mode of factions in the last of us, the first last of us game. But, you know, I'm just more interested in like what it is, but I'm in terms of like my curiosity from naughty dog, it has more to do with like the other shit they're working on than factions. It's like, okay, I kind of can guess sort of what we're going to get out of this. It's going to be some multiplayer experience. It's probably going to be my guess is that based on the way that they've talked about it in the past, it's probably going to be a shared world type thing, maybe similar to like a destiny or the division, but it's going to be the last of us. So you're going to be fucking running around uh, you know, a shared world doing PVE and like the PvP division or possibly. something, right? Yeah, it's gonna have it's gonna be multiplayer, so it's gonna completely destroy any you know amount of emotion the game ever fucking had. It, Not it, necessarily. They might be able to pull if anyone can pull off a riveting story and emotion out of a multiplayer game. It's gonna be Naughty Dog. Like, oh sure, but it's gonna be you go into this mission and there's no other people in it with you, or just your your friends are with you. It's not gonna be like we'll find I'm out. doing this mission and then you've got some fucking stranger just jumping around teabagging zombies and shit. Doing emoticons like, like emotes like, like yeah, doing the fucking dance uh, moves in front of you. <laughs> yeah. Like, I if I if I could think of like <laughs> one thing that that would that could possibly ruin The Last of Us, it's multiplayer. And emotes, but, and dude. It, Dumb the emotes. Only reason, <sighs> loot boxes. We'll throw those in there too. I don't want to see Joel dance. I don't want to see like any character in Naughty Dog, like in The Last of Us. Rather, sorry, excuse me. Dance in a multiplayer mode, like a victory dance. I don't want to fucking see it. Like their emotes should be like spitting on the people they kill, or like uh, something like you know that would like fit in with. The game, you know what I mean? Like setting some someone's body on fire or something just out because you're pissed off. Like dropping like a you know burning bodies or something. It's just something really terrible. Like those should be the emotes like that you can do. Like after you, like you should have like death victories. Like when you kill a bad guy or an enemy, you get to like fuck him up even more or something really brutal and violent. <laughs> you shouldn't be able to do. It. You shouldn't even be able to do any of it. Yeah, fair enough. If you let people, if I you agree. give people that option, they're gonna. They're going to ruin it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. What I want is I want like the trailer for it. They're showing it. This is going to be factions. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to show the clip of spoilers. If you haven't played the last. Oh, no. Spoilers. Okay. Turn it off now. Next like minute. Right. They're going to show the clip of Joel getting fucked by Abby. In the and I don't mean literally fucked, yeah. but like his head caved in by Abby, and then they're gonna show them going back to that fucking cabin to get Joel's body to bury him, and they're gonna go there, and he's not gonna be there. And then it turns out he's fucking turned. Oh, and he's like, and he's like a guy now that's like a main bad guy somehow maybe he's like a special fucking zombie that like a new zombie type that we have never seen before that is like maybe not necessarily intelligent but like i don't know i think it'd be really i think it'd be really cool to like really fuck with your emotions turn him into the enemy 
Um, yeah, but they and buried. They already them, spent. They, they already spent the entirety of the Last of Us two just totally fucking ruining my experience. So they might as well go full hog and and you know make Joel into what like everybody despises, which would be kind of wild. Even if it's just like he's a zombie mm. in passing or something like that, would be mm. kind of interesting. Mm. You know, that's a game I thought about recently about how I don't. I'm at that point now where I don't remember a whole lot of that game. And I'm really looking forward to trying it again on the PS5. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I could see myself maybe playing back through it on easy mode or something Mm -hmm. like that. It's just too fucking long. It's too long. They they, could have made two games out of that. (laughs) They could have. They made one game. And they they should have made that, that whole last section. And I won't talk about what it is, but you know what I'm talking about. I know about, what you're talking about. the game like ends, but then there's a, a whole last part. Yeah. It's like it, they, they should have just made that the DLC for the game. Yeah. That should have been like the standalone, you know, expansion or whatever. Well, it it's is. kind of like in, yeah. in Red Dead 2, that whole John Marston shit at the end should have been like a standalone DLC game, not, you know, just tacked on to the end of the main story. Mm. But whatever. It's a digression. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, move on with the news. I don't disagree with some of what you said. Some of it, though, I don't know. Anyways, there's a free third-person multiplayer game called Blood Hunt coming out later this month on the PS5. PS4, too, I think. But I don't have an opinion on the game itself. But what I did notice was that the trailer on the PlayStation blog can be found... Uh, it is really super creative and they use the sound in the trailer and the imagery in the trailer and then they use like this digital rendering of the DualSense controller to help show the person watching the trailer how the interactions are going to feel while you play the game and I thought they did a hell of a job actually and it's actually really interesting so I would like them to see some, some more of stuff like this um, anything you can do to try to explain to someone who's never held a dual sense or done 3D audio, like how immersive the game could feel, right? The game itself didn't look amazing to me, but I did like how they integrated it into the trailer. Um, and I hope that PS5 does cool. more marketing like this. Um, it is pretty cool. And I think that the vibration, the HD vibration, mm-hmm. the dual sense is the best feature it has. I agree. I mean, it's. His history in the podcast, if you if you listened before, you know that I'm not a big fan of the adaptive triggers. I think it's cool. I like them, but I think it's I think it's gimmicky. That I played when I played Far Cry Six last night when I was playing that expansion mm-hmm. thing. They have adaptive trigger shit in that game when you're like aiming, it like resists you and stuff. And I'm just like playing. I was like, I fucking hate this, dude. I love that. I, shit. Like I I could have probably just turned it off, but I never did for some reason. Yeah. I think it's like you playing Horizon and you know, fidelity mode for some stupid reason. I was just like, oh, well, I got to do this because it's this is what PS5 we're doing here. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Yeah. I do like the way they marketed this game, though, on the trailer. And I it looks good. I, I that, that little trailer looks cool. I think it's a good a good kind of way to show it. Yeah, for sure. And and I would like to see more of that with the VR headset if they could find a way to do that somehow. But it is kind of cool how they accent the the dual the dual sense. Um, but speaking of the PlayStation blog, uh, there's a nice video over there. It takes a look at the history of how Mark. Uh, they're most recently known for their game Returnal, which has come up numerous times on the show. So if you want to get a little history lesson on Housemark, go to the PlayStation blog, check that out. I thought it was interesting. I don't need to go on about that, but all we have left are new games, Jake. We could talk about the new games that are coming out. And I pulled, I made this list myself. I couldn't find anything on Push Square. 
or any list of upcoming games. So these are the ones that I found. Um, so on April 5th, we have Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. We also have MLB The Show 2022. On Those are two big games. Two huge games, yeah. And then uh, I'm not going to do MLB The Show this time around. I'm going I'm to let it breathe a little bit. I did Platinum 2021. Um, April 7th, we get Road Maintenance Simulator 22, which is a really f- strange title. Uh, April 8th, we're getting a game called Lake. And then a game called Skull, S-K-U-L, The Hero Slayer, which had a pretty cool cover art. And then uh, April 12th, we're getting Epic Chef. And then April 14th, Road 96, which is just a highway sign that said Road 96. I have no idea what that game's about. Um, It actually looked pretty cool, though, um, based on, I think I saw a screenshot, Road 96. Um, Let me look here real quick, and I'll give you guys a breakdown of what it is. It's It's a 2021 video game developed and published by French studio Digix Art is part of the Omen Presents program in collaboration with HP with additional publishing support by Plugin Digital. The game follows several teenager hitchhikers as they attempt to flee from the nation of Petria. Um, interesting. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. I don't it's uh I have no idea what the ratings are. Oh, eight out of ten on IGN, uh, and seventy five percent of Metacritic, so in a four point six user rating. Road 96 looked kind of interesting to me. I, I don't know what the game is itself. Did you see the Skull Dude, this thing? this fucking Skull game looks awesome, too. I was just watching a trailer, for the launch trailer for it. Yeah? It looks really cool, too. SKU. some cool games this week. Yeah, yeah. There's some cool cool looking games. Um, so, yeah. there's Those are the ones that I found. There might be other ones. Jake, before we shut down the show, do you have anything else to say? I want to say thanks to the people who wrote into the show before before you go and I just want to say uh, thanks to our patrons again for throwing us that dollar every month keep the podcast afloat and um, yeah I don't know we, we've been pretty diligent with the show and I uh, appreciate the listeners and I love hearing from new listeners come out of the woodwork and I know I know Jeff's my cousin and uh, but I had no clue man that you were listening to the show so thanks again for, for listening and thanks for writing us and uh, always happy to be clear we should say we should say that um we're not going to fucking read every comment and email that comes in on the show. If it gets ridiculous, but, right. But 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 it is nice to hear from people and let you know that we appreciate you listening and stuff. For sure. And, yeah, we're not going to read it. And we will call you out on the show, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Unless for whatever reason next week we get like 10,000 entries and then we're not doing that. Yeah. But I think I think we should actually say if we get 10,000 entries, we will read them all. We'll do one show that's literally just like five hours of us reading all those entries. If we get 10,000 <laughs> emails uh, from different people, I'll clarify, actual listeners, we will read every single one on the show. But I know it's not going to happen, so. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not agreeing to that. I will do it. Okay. It's never going to happen. Never <laughs> going to happen. So I, I know our stats. That will never happen. Uh, so, but what, when does the next show air? When is it, when we record the next show? So, you got to get your email to us uh, by oh god, where's my calendar? Uh, recording this Saturday by the tenth, by the ninth of April, twenty twenty two. Otherwise, it's void and null. All right. So, Jake, you got anything? Nope. All right. So, let's, I'm I'm ready to go make some dinner. Yeah, go make some dinner. I got to compile this and get it online. Like XCOM, X Mutant, X Men Mutant Academy, and Zeo Drifter with an X. P.
P.S. P.S. This is awesome. This is awesome.